whoever and wherever you are. You're listening to We Hate Small Talk with Cindy and Kara. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of We Hate Small Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is pretty relatable to a lot of us like 20-somethings, either, you know, if we're in university or if we've started our first jobs. We're talking about imposter syndrome today. And I think like this is a topic of conversation that has been really popular, but I feel like between friends, we always say, oh, I kind of have imposter syndrome or whatever, but we never really like talk about it. So I guess today, Kara and I will dissect what imposter syndrome is to us, you know, if we've ever heard of the term before this, our experiences with it, and also kind of some food for thought in terms of who gets imposter syndrome and any ideas of how we can overcome it. But yeah, I think like this topic hits especially close to home for me because I just recently switched into a new role and it's not something that I have a lot of experience in, so I've definitely been feeling this um, imposter syndrome about, you know, whether I'm actually doing a good job or if I'm just, you know, hyping myself up. (laughs) So definitely something we can get into. Um, But first things first, have you ever heard of imposter syndrome, Kara, before this? Oh, how I heard the term before. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, yes, definitely something that I've talked about with my friends a lot. But Yeah, I gotta say, like, it took me, you know, as an immigrant, a while to get what the term meant. Um, I think between us, we sort of just understood amongst us um, kind of what it represented. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely something that has popped up quite often um, between me and my friends. How about you? I guess, like, same thing. I don't know if this is just, like, because the term is become more popular recently but I honestly never heard of this term until I got into like third fourth year of university like it was only when we were in like business school that we started hearing this word people talking about it during like fireside chats about like how do you deal with imposter syndrome um like that type of conversation so I didn't even realize this was a thing Um, And just for anyone out there that might not know what we're talking about, it's basically defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. So these quote-unquote imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that overrides any feeling of success or even external proof of their competence. Um, And these people seem to be unable to internalize their accomplishments however successful they are in their field. So all of these like internal, external factors are telling you you're doing great, but internally you're like, um, I suck, everything sucks. Um, they just don't know that I'm actually an imposter. So I guess that's what the sentiment is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when we talked about it, it's always like this feeling of, you know, like a mix of gratitude and guilt. It's very strange. It's like, mm. oh my gosh, like, I feel so lucky that I made it here. Um, And like, you know, you feel like you are, you just got fortunate that they didn't discover or like, you know, luck was on your side that somehow you got in 
to either like the school that you're in, like the program that you're in, or like the job that you're in. Um, and even though like people are validating all of these things, you know, like they're telling you that, you know, you're here for a reason or all of those skills that you have make sense. It's just very hard to internalize. Um, so, and it's a sucky feeling. I don't know. Like, for example, when I first heard of the term, the way I interpreted was like a sense of like, fake it till you make it. So it's like, oh, you have imposter syndrome until you're not an imposter anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But I that's like almost the opposite of what imposter syndrome is, Mm -hmm. because in this sense, it's like you've already made it, but you still feel like you're faking it. which is a super weird conundrum to have because usually people um, always think, you know, they're not there yet or like, you know, due to a a lot of these like external factors, they realize like, oh, I'm not like, you know, at the place where I want to be yet. But this is like kind of different. Like you're already where you want to be or, you know, where you should be, but you still feel like it's not enough or you're not enough. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's such a good way to put it. Like fake it until you make it. It's like the same thing when you're feeling just... I think generally in life when you're feeling unhappy or like when you're feeling your self-worth is particularly low, I feel like that's something that people Mm -hmm. say like, you know, just smile into a mirror and like fake it till you make it. I feel like it's the exact Mm -hmm. same sentiment where, you know, your self-worth is really low and you're not exactly feeling adequate, but you're like, haha, like I'm already here. Clearly these people think (laughs) that I'm worth something. So haha. Um... Yeah, I feel like it, again, all comes down to self-worth, which is something that takes a very long time to kind of get comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's dive a little deeper. Um, (laughs) Do you have any experiences with imposter syndrome? And can you please, like, Mm -hmm. explain the plot behind it? Oh, God. I feel like when I think about it, there are probably... Okay, first of all, yes, 100% I do. Um, But I think there were like two, I guess, um, experiences that uh, really highlighted that feeling. One was (laughs) my high school experience because because I went to a very intense IB school. Um, And I think even me getting in, I was surprised. And it's because... At that point, I hadn't been in Canada for too, too long. And it was just Mm -hmm. such an intense process of my parents, like, pushing me to get in. And Mm. also, like, you know, like, my English was, like, barely, like, it was, like, I was fluent at that point. But there was also, like, French on the exam uh, for whatever (laughs) reason. Okay, by the way, like, our school has taken it away now, like, the French part of the test. (laughs) And I'm salty about that. Um, But anyways... So it was a very excruciating process for me. And then, you know, after getting in, I was like, oh, my gosh, it feels like I just got, you know, either lucky or like my grades before were really good or something like that. Um, But once we got into the program, it was like, holy crap, like everyone is so smart, like so extremely driven and accomplished that I definitely felt like I wasn't like them uh, in a sense. So there was always like this sense of either like self-consolation or like telling myself that you know you got lucky or like you know you're like you have other things to kind of like make up for the lack thereof 
because everyone else was so high achieving it was crazy so i think like that was definitely my first encounter with this feeling of like mm, not sure if i'm supposed to be here but yeah definitely the fake it till you make it attitude and then i think even years after um the second time that i felt similarly was like getting into like uh my internship so i think that was <laughs> i also like when i got i remember like during the entire recruitment process i was just like i had no idea how i was doing and people would always ask me they're like you know like how do you feel like do you feel good about it do you think you're going to get it or like no and i'm like i have no idea um because i just keep on telling myself like i don't know if they like me or not um and then i think like i remember when i finally got the offer i was just so surprised i i feel like i was just as surprised as like everyone else <laughs> and i was just like i feel like there was a and even to this day when i tell people um who like try to coffee chat and they ask me for advice i just keep saying that i think luck played a really big role uh, on top of everything else like you know obviously the technicals and like the questions that i prepped and stuff like that but i still like tell people that like oh you know like i just got really lucky um so i think a part of me might still feel that way but yeah definitely <laughs> have some experience with it and are currently dealing with it <laughs> Yeah, I honestly think like maybe this is a little different, but mm -hmm. I've always like heard of imposter syndrome like throughout like, you know, university like or you know, throughout like the internship experience and things like that, mm -hmm. but I've never actually really felt it because mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, like in my opinion, it's like if you work hard, mm -hmm. you will get the results. Mm -hmm. And maybe in some cases that's definitely like a fallacy. A lot of areas you work super hard you don't get the results you want mm -hmm. but i've always still been that part of like a little believer of like if you put enough efforts in it's better than like better than nothing you'll get something out of it right so that's kind of been my approach to whatever i've gotten out of life or whatever opportunities i was presented with i was like okay well you've prepped hard enough regardless of luck or other factors to be able to like grasp and mm -hmm. hold on to this opportunity and so like i've never really had an issue with imposter syndrome until very recently <laughs> and um, i think see. maybe yeah that's the difficulty of it because i never like came to terms with it you know maybe during like high school or mm -hmm. during university obviously there were like very high achieving people but i just always felt like you know my results kind of measured up to like the amount of effort I put in mm -hmm. so I was never like really like oh wow these people am I supposed to be here like these people are so great but now in my new role where I'm doing like heavier analytics coming from a non-technical mm -hmm. background mm -hmm. it's definitely been like a hell of a whirlwind trying to not only learn mm -hmm. all the skills all the software things like that but the kicker is like I'm a one-person team so I manage <sighs> the analytics for my team by myself and as someone that is new to the team in this new role that's been left vacant for months it's definitely a huge responsibility because mm -hmm. now everyone's like okay you're the numbers person tell us the numbers what do these numbers mean and i'm like dude i've never seen these numbers before in my life like i have <laughs> no idea what they mean and like half the time even when i do build a model and it's really cool mm -hmm. and i'm like 
high-fiving myself for doing it, I'm like, dang, like, but am I actually the right person for this job? Mm. I feel like there's, like, so many other people that are way more talented that could be doing a better job than me, so, like, why the hell am I here? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of been the experience I've had so far, and it's super hard to come to terms with, despite, like, you know, like the definition says, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you are getting the good jobs from, you know, external people. You are putting the work out and you're like accomplishing things but inside there's like this gnawing feeling of like I'm still not good enough or like yeah they just think I'm good because I like somehow Mm -hmm. (laughs) skimmed Mm -hmm. by but at the end of the day like I'm still not like at par with where I should be Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's a perfect illustration of what it feels like because I think like what you were saying before um how before this you felt relatively like assured in your accomplishments and it wasn't like oh like you know um you didn't feel imposter syndrome as much but I think like what you're feeling now exactly is like the feeling that like yeah like even if like I think in the past it's like even if my results kind of like you know, I feel proud of myself, for example, for getting to certain places and I feel like I deserved it and things like that. Seeing the people around me, I still get the feeling of like, one, um, they're better. And then two, I feel like they have it easier. Like, for example, like, like they're just naturally like smarter so that they don't have to work as hard as I do to get to those places. And those feelings combined is what really fuels, like, <laughs> the, like, spiraling anxiety. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's not in a sense of, like, oh, you know, no one has it as rough as yeah, me. Yeah. It's more in a sense of, like, I should not be, yes. like, trying this hard yes. to accomplish something <laughs> that should be super straightforward. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 100%. I think I like sat in front of my laptop and looked at the same spreadsheet for an entire day. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there by the end of it like it should not be this difficult to do this. And I like was like, "Oh my god, maybe I'm simply just dumb." And like that thought had never like really crossed my mind before. Like I realized I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not an idiot, right? But that at that mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm. I had a flicker of like self-doubt. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, maybe I was wrong this whole time. And I was just so, like, my ego was so big. I just never saw myself for who who I truly am, an absolute (laughs) being. And that's what I actually am. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, the spiral just happens very quickly. (laughs) And it it just goes. Um, No, I remember, like, during that internship, because it was a lot it was a lot more numbers driven than I had imagined. Um, mm. So it was like, I, I had imagined it to be like, for example, like, oh, like maybe like 30% Excel and then like 70% like other stuff. It was like the flip side. It was like 70% Excel and like maybe like like 20% PowerPoint and then like 10% other things. Um so it was absolute nightmare at certain times because I would just be flipping back and forth 
between Excel and then the internal data tool that we had. And it was just like staring at that for like, like you said, like hours on end and just asking myself like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'd just be like, mm, is this, is this right? Is this supposed to be like this? Um, and like you said, like, even though like afterwards, like my managers would be like really happy with the results and like, you know, they would like really reassure me and like everything else, but inside I'm just like, yeah, but like, you don't know, like, you don't know what I look like in front of this screen <laughs> on the other side. Like, <laughs> you don't know the dumb questions I had to Google that I was too ashamed to Google from my work laptop and I had to pull out my phone because I didn't want to leave evidence <laughs> that I was Googling the dumbest shit. Okay. Like it was truly ridiculous. But on the other hand, like looking at you who completed that, like, internship with flying colors got a return offer is starting your full time do you still feel imposter syndrome like even though you have been so validated in that sense oh yes i'm still terrified like inside i'm like <laughs> inside i'm like i still have to prove myself in a sense it's like prove myself mm. i don't even know who i'm proving myself to because like i said it's like <laughs> people have given you that like validation and reassurance but I'm still like no like it's not enough like I have to make sure that like I'm supposed to be here I guess it's very it's a strange <laughs> yeah like for example like a couple of days ago I was literally already anxious and I was like should I be like you know like reviewing not, like, not reviewing but like you know getting ready <laughs> to get on board like it was I was and then, and then I was like Kara like are you are you oh my god like what like no one's paying me for this <laughs> I think like it's definitely like a mixture of both like the personalities that we have yeah. which is like oh, yeah. super competitive mm -hmm. like <laughs> internally and externally mm -hmm. so it's like when you don't get it immediately you're like almost super angry at yourself for yes. just not like mm -hmm. getting it as soon as like like a snap right mm -hmm. and then on the other side it's the anxiety of like oh my god does everyone else get it and so <laughs> i'm the only one that does it <laughs> oh my god which brings me to my next question mm -hmm. which is like why do you think a lot of high achieving individuals mm -hmm. actually are more likely and more often suffer from imposter syndrome not to lump us into this bucket of high achieving <laughs> but let's just say let's just say like why do you think this is actually more prevalent for people who are actually high achievers i think it's exactly like the two things that you've mentioned um i think high achievers you know i'm not saying that we're all like crippling like <laughs> anxiety um you know uh but I do think like that plays a part um, like the very the pace of life is already like really fast and you're thinking mm -hmm. about like a million things at once. So I think that's definitely something that could play a part. And then on the flip side, it's that like, you know, because you're high achieving, you're always striving for something better. And, you know, mm. especially people who are a little bit, I guess, like perfectionist uh mm -hmm. it's definitely constantly reflecting on like oh my gosh like 
not enough, like not good <laughs> enough, like that kind of thing.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that. Just speaking of like perfectionism, I think like you know you too as someone who do art. I think like that's <laughs> something that I definitely struggled with, like even a long time ago, like when I was when I thought that I was gonna do art like professionally. Definitely, still thought of myself as like major like imposter syndrome. Like, oh my gosh, like everyone else is so good and you're not good enough. And it's like you're trying to make your work as perfect as possible, but also like match up to the level of everyone else's. But there is no like comparability. It's very strange.、Mm. But yeah, like I definitely、yeah. think that plays a part. Honestly, I think a quick test of like if you are like a slight perfectionist、mm-hmm. or not is like imagine you're writing like a sheet of notes,、mm-hmm. and you know you've obviously color coded your notes, and <laughs> at one point halfway down the page,、mm-hmm. you use the wrong colored pen.、Mm-hmm. Do you have that raging urge to rip the entire sheet off and start over again? <sighs> Because if you do, oh yeah, oh my god, you're one of us, baby. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> The the extent to which I've gone, like you know, like I I think like back in high school, I used to make like little like review sheets for myself. They're kind of like cheat sheets, except we weren't allowed cheat sheets. Those cheat sheets were just for myself. Um,、mm-hmm. so key, that's the key point here. It's just for myself, okay? It's just for myself. But when I make those cheat sheets, and you know, I have a very specific way of making it, and like specific colors and stuff like that. And if I make it wrong. I will restart. I will get a blank new piece of paper, and I'll redo <laughs> that shit, even though it's just for me. Yeah, it, you know, this already gives you an idea of like the type of people we are. <laughs> so,、um, actually,、um, you know, would love to cite a source here, but was reading this、um, article from Harvard Business Review.、Oh, so you know, you know, it's legit. Um, but it's actually saying that you know, disclaimer. First of all, imposter syndrome doesn't equate with like low self esteem or low self confidence. Honestly, I think we're pretty like confident、mm-hmm. people with relatively you know normal self esteems.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually more so closely linked, like we said, with perfectionism. And it's especially linked to women and academics.、Wow. So you know, <laughs> what a surprise here.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're saying like they're trying to get to the end of this. Like you know, why do people get imposter syndrome, or like what makes people more prone?、Mm-hmm. And the result of the study is that it's actually a lot of factors.、Um, one of them. Personality,、mm-hmm. uh, definitely, like we said, perfectionism,、mm-hmm. kind of like the anxiety factor, and then the other half is actually interestingly like your family background, <laughs> so how you were raised <laughs> as an individual. <laughs> and one of the theories is that a lot of people whose families valued achievement、mm. um, oftentimes developed imposter syndrome because their families had kind of raised. This sense of achievement above anything else. So once they don't, you know, achieve that to their liking, or you know, even if other people are seeing achieve it, if they don't get that、mm-hmm. sort of like sense from their own self, that's when the imposter syndrome kicks in. And a couple of types of people more likely to get imposter syndrome than others. On top of this, you know, perfectionism <laughs> and family background, independent workers. 
you know, people who are kind of quote unquote geniuses or experts that just get things and learn things quickly. And I've labeled this other section as like the pushers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And basically the definition here is that people who strive for above and beyond work and will either push themselves or others to achieve results. Um, let me know if this is sounding a little familiar, Kara. Just, you know. Wow. Um, all of this is very interesting. And, you know, I definitely, I, I don't feel like I'm getting called out or anything. Um, yeah, I think, oh God, like the independent worker, definitely. I think, yeah, because when you're not relying on anyone else, and like, if mm-hmm. your work is less collaborative, obviously there is only one person to blame and that is yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I think as you said, like being a pusher, it's like, you don't want your work to be just enough. Um, so that's another part. And wow, you know, family, family upbringing, (laughs) always something that I forget. Um, but she do be always there. Um, I think, yeah, this definitely ties back to what we talked about in the Tiger Mom episode, um, in terms of, mm. haha, you know, like uh, the experience of being brought up um, saying that there's always better to be achieved. So, haha, mm. what? What's the connection there? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like reading this article and I was like, yeah, why? You know, who who gets imposter syndrome? And I was going down the list and almost as if it was mm-hmm. like a checkbox. I was like, check. <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow look at there another check for us <laughs> um oh, <my> crazy <laughs> get all the checks gotta get perfect <laughs> yeah oh my gosh literally i was like half of me was like oh great i check all the boxes and the other half of me is like wait but <laughs> you didn't want to check everything here <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um so 100 percent. i think like you know our qualities made us kind of predestined mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm to definitely feel this sort of imposter syndrome um but you know we don't have to just live with it you know we can find good coping mechanisms and ideas to overcome this in our day-to-day lives um and i think i actually had recently a conversation with one of my mentors at work Mm -hmm. and i asked him i was like dude you know feeling a lot of imposter syndrome lately Mm -hmm. kind of not sure if i'm on the right path because i just feel like any work I'm handing out isn't great. You mm-hmm. know, like it's not my best work. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice? And he, he literally laughed. He was like, <laughs> uh, I hate to tell you this and hate to be the party pooper, but that feeling never goes away. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, and it's good that it never goes away mm-hmm. because any sense of imposter syndrome you feel means that you're just in an area of growth, right? You're just like pushing yourself you're growing, you're surrounded by like people you deem as like super excellent people. And that's why you feel like everyone is better than you. And isn't that a great way to like work and live to always, you know, be surrounded by people that you feel like are better than you. And I was like, um, yes, correct. But also this crippling sense of self doubt. And he's like, yes. (laughs) But I think that's a better way to live (laughs) and to grow and to work on those things rather than to be stagnant in life right like do you really Mm want to be someone who's stagnant um and i thought about it and i was like okay you know what you're right i would rather deal with this imposter syndrome and this constant sense of like i want to do better and be better and always be growing 
versus to like not do anything right see i don't know if it's like stockholm syndrome talking um but <laughs> like i i want to disagree but i can't because i know <laughs> i feel the same way like for example when people always talk about how extremely toxic the ib environment was at our school um and for example when i was you know in that internship and like how hard i worked and things like that um i always i look back and i'm like yeah like you know there are definitely parts of it that like really sucked um ie the days that i was killing myself um <laughs> but on the flip side like it's weird because when i look back and think of those times there's definitely a small part of me that really really liked it maybe it's just like the masochism talking <laughs> i was just going to say wow look at that um, yeah but yeah a small part of me like really enjoyed that pressure almost of getting pushed and like the high of being very fulfilled quote unquote mm-hmm. by just pushing myself to work harder and i think exactly like your mentor said like it's because you're surrounded by those people. You know that cliche of like those movies where like someone always has like I don't know like a nemesis um or like like <laughs> that one person that they just keep on like butting heads with, but then in the end they're yeah. like you know like without you I wouldn't be where I am today because I wouldn't have pushed myself to I guess like compete with you or you know to get to where you are etc. I think that's exactly like the feeling that I get. Um, is that if I weren't surrounded by those people and under that environment, I probably wouldn't have known if I would have like mm-hmm. reached my potential or not. Um, so in a way, I'm like thankful. I think like the key here is balance, as with everything else. Is that mm-hmm. like I I feel like I always need to have a little bit of imposter syndrome, but at the same time, like you know, you need to tell yourself <laughs> that you know your work was worth it and that you know obviously people have acknowledged it and you need to be able to kind of celebrate it and then at the same time mm-hmm. balance it with the fact that like okay like obviously I'm not perfect at everything and there are things that I could work on yeah exactly and like my mentor he's like worked his way up he's pretty high mm-hmm. um in the corporate world and he's saying like you know the higher you get the more you'll feel mm-hmm. because you know when you move up the corporate ladder or any sort of ladder, mm-hmm. there's less at the top, right? It's yes. a pyramid. So you're going to be, you know, moving up. You're going to look around and be like, wow, there's less people here. Mm-hmm. Was I really good enough mm-hmm. to, you know, make it up here? And I think the answer is, like, you're there for a reason, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you can fake it for a period of time, but people aren't dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to call you out if you're, con- like, constantly faking it. Mm-hmm. Um And like you said, I think a really good piece of advice is like to celebrate your successes. Like no matter how small or minuscule they seem, like you just need to like clap yourself on the back, like buy yourself a treat, be like, hell yeah, I did that today. Like, you know, like, hell yeah, I only spent like eight hours instead of nine on this piece of work. (laughs) And I think that's just what keeps you going, right? Like you need like small Mm -hmm. joys in life to look forward to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's still okay to feel absolutely proud of yourself 
and excited uh, to, you know, get a piece of work accomplished that you feel like was really good. Um, and then,、mm-hmm. you know, have either external validation from your bosses、mm-hmm. or everyone, or like internal ones where you're just like happy to be done with it.、Um, <laughs> either way, I think, like you said, you're here for a reason. You've made it here so far. And、mm-hmm. even if it takes you more work to stay where you are or to like get to like higher places, that's a result、mm-hmm. of your work. So either、yeah. way, you should be proud. Exactly. And then I guess the last piece of advice is like, I think sometimes we just need like the cold hard truth and to just like accept our inadequacies and like literally move on.、Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's、mm-hmm. like, Yeah, there are some things you can change, like work on those. But anything you can't really change, like forget them because, like, everyone is inadequate in、yes. some way. Like, and I think I forget this because sometimes, like, I'm prone to like picking myself apart and being like, you could work on this. This is something you need to like do better on, like,、mm-hmm. dedicate some more time to this. And there's always things that I think that I can improve on.、Mm-hmm. And I forget that like everyone else is like that too because like no one is perfect. We're、mm-hmm. all trying to show our best selves to other people, right? So, you know, for example, if I look at someone else in the workplace, I'm like, wow,、um, they're, like, they're a rock star, you know,、mm-hmm. like they're moving up so quickly, they're doing all of these big jobs. But like, how do you know they're not spending、yeah. hours on it, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think a really like reassuring moment for me was when. One of my colleagues、um, back then, she like was, I guess she felt comfortable enough with me to like ask me like questions that she thought were too dumb for her to ask other people. And she really <laughs> didn't want other people to like know that she didn't know how to do certain things with like the data tool and things like that. And then, like, the moment she asked me, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, because I, I hate this thing just as much, and I've spent like twice as long of like time trying to figure it out. And now I can pass on my limited knowledge onto her who has like the same questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like don't think that you're alone. You're, wow, very ironic. You think you're an imposter, but actually, everyone、Everyone's、feels the way. Yeah. Exactly, we're all imposters out here, you know. Like we're just trying to try to make it through. <laughs> imposters to the capitalistic world, my friends. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, like, to sum up what we we're saying, you need an arch nemesis at work, you know, push you to do better. But you also need a friend at work who you can ask your dumb questions to, and that just makes for like the perfect work life. Maybe a work wife or work husband as well. So, you know, like, you really just need three people at work. <laughs> you need the, the golden pyramid of corporate life. <laughs> Literally, an arch nemesis, a dumb questions friend,、mm-hmm. and a work husband or work wife. Perfect. That's it. That's all you yeah, need. Exactly. Exactly.、Yeah. And I actually just had a thought. I think, like, another reason of why. Some people are more prone、mm-hmm. um, to imposter syndrome, is maybe because we're like, I hate to say it, this sounds corny, but like so introspective. Like,、uh. like we think so much and so hard that we like、mm-hmm. internalize a lot of these issues、mm-hmm. that we're having when maybe other people like don't even notice or they're like、right. not even thinking about things like this. <laughs> yep.、Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely see how that would play a large role. Of just, you know, 
tying back to the anxiety where you just think a million things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's because like we know ourselves so well that we feel like everyone can see these things as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, not the case. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always think that I give off, like, an aura of, like, just chaos and frenzy, like, when mm-hmm. I'm at work, mm-hmm. because <laughs> that's what my mind is, because mm-hmm. I'm constantly, like, not, like, freaking out, mm-hmm. but, like, mini, mini freaking freak out, outs. because, like, yeah, like, mini freakouts where you're, like, silent at your desk and everything looks okay, but, like, inside you're screaming yes. um, because your Excel's crashed or, yes. you know, it says, you know, something went wrong with your, like data pull or whatever just Mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. that can throw you off a little and i seem like so cool as a cucumber that the other day my coworker was like oh wow you don't seem stressed at all like i think you need a little more work because you seem too relaxed that's hilarious (laughs) and i was like yeah (laughs) i'm super duper relaxed and inside i'm like screaming oh my goodness it's like hellfire it's like that that like gif of like (laughs) you sitting (laughs) surrounded by fire like um yeah i'm fine yeah this is fine i'm doing okay um and yeah i think that's like my my robotic answer to everyone like Mm -hmm. yeah you know like it's good learning curve but i'm doing okay Mm -hmm. because like i don't want to like come off go beyond that yeah and kind of explode um (laughs) yeah so yeah um any final thoughts about imposter syndrome or any like tidbits of like wisdom you'd like to share (laughs) um not sure if i've uh if i have any wisdom there because um (laughs) obviously another thing still dealing with but you know despite the fact that it could be a lifelong (laughs) i almost said illness um (laughs) despite the fact that it could be a lifelong phenomenon um you know, we can find ways to cope with it in a very healthy way. So, you know, when you have those feelings, you can, like, always try to talk to someone about it. And then, like we said, the most important thing is having that balance of, um, you know, not taking it to the extreme and Mm -hmm. always remember to love yourself and pat yourself on the back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I feel like imposter syndrome is like caffeine, like a little Mm -hmm. bit of it enables you to do a good job, to stay alert, but too much. And you're just like sitting there out of your mind, like, you know, shaking (laughs) uncontrollably, (laughs) shaking (laughs) violently. Um, And honestly, if it takes like, you know, like screenshotting or like collecting pieces of compliments that people have given you throughout, you know, your work or your like professors have given you and to keep that together and like you know refer back to it Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're feeling not so great like honestly do that because I feel like I've recently started doing that Mm -hmm. and it's made me realize that like what I do actually matters Mm -hmm. and like someone sees it at the end of the day versus kind of just getting through each day almost a little lost Mm -hmm. you know in that sense a hundred percent I think that's really good advice yeah all right hopefully you guys learned a little maybe related a little to this episode thank you again for listening and we'll see you in the next one bye Bye, everyone